Hi, welcome to our podcast. Um, this season is season 11, and we're exploring new frontiers. And uh, in our first episode, we kind of defined the difference between an ecosystem and a platform. And in this episode, we're going to get deeper into what is an ecosystem and why should you even care about it as a marketer? So Sean, can you help us, by the way, this is Sean Wellam, of course, and Tom Spitali, and I'm Mary Abazia. So Sean, um, can you help us understand a bit more about the definitions and go deeper into ecosystems? Sure. We, we talked on the first podcast about what, how we saw the difference. And since then, we've had, uh, we've had discussions with, with our clients, and it's, it's a hot topic. People are, um, are focusing on this a little bit more. So we've probably got a, a slightly tighter definition than we had before, certainly more informed by experience. And, and the way to think of these, from our perspective, is, is a, a platform, is, is a, a business model, not necessarily a technology may be enabled with technology, but a business model that connects a wide range of people, either for transactions or for, for a longer-term relationship building. But we'll talk more about platforms as we get further into the season. We're going to talk about the ecosystems. And the way we, we think of ecosystems is, is it's a, a collection of related products and services. And what tends to make a really strong ecosystem is when you get some convergence some standards when when people come together into a um, an interoperable sort of compatibility between different products. The, the way to think of this is in if anyone's into photography or, or videos, you'll probably know there's a lot of file formats that you can take pictures and videos in. If you want to then edit those or use them somewhat professionally you're limited in the software that you can use so people like adobe provide video editing software and there's only so many formats that, that would be compatible or say photoshop and and anyone creating a new camera looks to the ecosystem and says what are the file formats that are currently being used that are currently preference that the professionals are using and make sure that you're compatible you, it's dangerous to go go it alone with a brand new file format in that example. So an ecosystem is a collection of, of, of related products and services often linked with this convergence of standards or technology or compatibility, um, which of course throws off a lot of, of uh, strategic challenges, which is where I'll leave it for you, Tom, to pick that thread up. Yeah, there, there's a lot of considerations here. Let's just start at the, the top. If you make a product and you suspect that, you know, or know that there is an ecosystem that is forming or should form, or should be forming soon around it. Um, and, and by the way, this is driven a lot by customers you know, wanting to buy total solutions, especially in B2B. Um, you, your, your first strategic decision is, do you want to be the hub of the ecosystem, you know, the center of the universe, or are you going to be a player in the, you know, satellite area around this hub? You know, one of the companies that you know, made a decision to be the center of a hub is Nest. You know, Nest is a central hub that controls a lot in a home and there's, a, you know, equivalent products in, in, in the business to business world. It's the central piece, the control panel, if you will, to a lot of, you know, energy um, types of products that surround it. Do you want to be 
the nest of, the, of your, of your um, industry? Or do you wanna be one of the satellites that surrounds nest? And so that, that's, you know, I guess one of many important strategic decisions you know, do you guys have any ideas of how- well, we I have a question for you, Tom. Yeah. So let's just, I mean, we, we see the, the front end of a lot of these technologies taking shape. Yep. So you are a supplier that could work with Nest or you could work with, how does that work from a competitive standpoint? Do you, do you normally just have an alliance to one and you work within an ecosystem or is it wise for companies to work in several ecosystems? I think the companies would like to think and would like to be able to work in several ecosystems because, of course, that um, provides the most range of opportunity and potential sales volume. I think where the issue comes in and where you have to maybe make some choices is, Sean mentioned the word in his opening description, standards, all right? And there's these standards that surround or make up you know, compatibility with a certain ecosystems. And if there are no set industry standards around a particular ecosystem, what you're faced with is choices about which ecosystem you wanna manufacture the standards to. And I think what becomes an important issue in those situations, strategic marketing issue, is to begin to try to understand which of several ecosystems that are a part of your industry you think are going to win and are going to be you know, significant. And by doing that and understanding that and frankly making some bets around that, you can then narrow the scope to which of all these competing standards do you want to direct your organization to manufacture to or to produce to because you think those ecosystems are gonna win, you wanna be a part of those ecosystems. And so you wanna to go to those ecosystem hub players and say, I'm compatible with you. And we would like to be a part of the supporting environment here. But there's a so, downside so. to that too, isn't there? There's a risk element as well. There's the reward, you're in the game, right? You're on the, you're on the approved list, but... Do you lose a bit of, of, of differentiation? Is it making you be more of a me too product because you have to have these features? Like it's not differentiating to say we're, 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 uh, we're, we're, we connect to Nest. So you, you're, you're trading off a, a broader market opportunity maybe for, for some lower differentiation, or maybe it's an opportunity to create more differentiation. Or maybe there's the other really bold move, the big swing, which is the, uh, the, the, the start your own standards, say, no, we're, we're the big dog on the porch and we say this is how this product should hold together. Um, you know, yeah, you, you've yeah. got various degree of, of, uh, of brave <laughs> options to make, but also there's, 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 there's risk to be considered, like any decision, right? There's an upside and a downside. Oh, so much, so much. Um, so, and that's, I think, why we're talking about it, because I think what we're trying to provide is a way for, um, you know, our clients to, to begin to make those decisions, because certainly, yes, there's risk there, but there's also risk in, you know, being vanilla in terms of which standards you manufacture to and being shut out of 
certain ecosystems that you wish you could be a part of. So that's the difficulty there. And there's the risk, right? That's where you have to begin to try to figure out which ecosystems are going to win because you can't manufacture, you likely can't manufacture to all the standards of all the ecosystems in your industry. If you can, great. And maybe, you know, if you're in, if you have that kind of capability and you're big enough and have enough scale, maybe that's when you should say, I'm the big dog. I am going to be the standard setter and the creator of the ecosystem. Um, but if you can't do that and you cannot manufacture to the, all the standards of all the ecosystems that you think potentially could win, that's where the risk comes in. And that's where you've got to make a strategic marketing choice. Which direction some, are you going to head? I guess sometimes those choices get made for you as well. I'm thinking of the, the, the growing revolution or, or prevalence of electric cars that require charging. So goodbye gas station, hello electricity charging points. We're going to see more of that as the world moves towards electric vehicles. And some brands may have their own exclusive charging network. They, you know, you get on your app and you say, where's my nearest charger and book a slot. And it's compatible only with your vehicle because it's the, the network's been provided by the manufacturer. Now, governments will say that's very inefficient. And, you know, you don't, you, Ford don't have their own gas stations where the nozzles only fit Fords, right? I mean, maybe somebody tried to think, I'm sure Henry Ford probably did think of that back in the 1920s. But um, you, you've also got that, 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 uh, um, environmental risk, right? That the, the standards will be forced on you. you. You might say we've developed a much better charging system, but you're going to be told it has to be universal. Everyone has to be able to use it because it's for the greater good. So that's the other aspect of ecosystems is it's not always a, a strategic choice. It, it's, it's trying to make that judgment of, of do you just wait that out and, and get told what the standards are, right? And it, might be, on the it, it, it seems that in situations uh, where there is a huge public interest in standards, there tends to be pressure from governments to create an industry-wide standard. Think about television, your, you know, um, the different standards for watching television, how televisions are manufactured to, you know, certain standards, high definition, now I think 4K. You know, uh, there's a lot of interest, public interest in standards being set there's a lot of other industries, though, where there's maybe not as much pressure because the government can only get involved in so many things. Right. And right. so what happens is in many industries, there are competing standards, you know, and that's where it gets difficult because then you have to, to, to make a choice. Which standards am I going to manufacture to because there's competing standards and um, and there is a, a, another choice that you can make, too, and that is strategic choice you can make is. Well, I'm going to push for industry standards. Maybe as a certain type of manufacturer, you can see a huge benefit. Again, if you're large and have a lot of scale, you might see, well, I don't want to have to make choices. I want everybody in the industry to be operating on these standards. I want to manufacture those standards because I, as a big you know, supplier with a lot of power, am going to benefit from that. So I think that's another strategic choice is, do you want to push for industry standards or if you see that there's going to be competing standards, which standards are you going to manufacture? I think um, just as we always would look at, you know, how do you answer complex questions? And we always default to 
you know, figure out how to ask customers about, about this. And this is a hard one to ask customers about and which customers to ask. You know, I, I go back to my, my Booz Allen sales estimating days. And I think sometimes we made errors and we tried to ask a general group. You know, we tried to have a, um, a representative population. And the problem is, is that that population is not gonna adopt those technologies at the same time or same rates. And so I think we learned over time that it's important with really cutting edge or leading types of technologies or ecosystems, you've got to find those leading edge people that can get their heads around it. And you say, this capability will allow you to do this, or this set of standards and capabilities will allow you to do this. Which do you think your company is going to prefer more? And um, I, it's, it's hard to do, but I think that that's one of the ways that that you need to start to sort out which ecosystem should I be a part of, or if if this doesn't satisfy customers, should I start another one that will? You know what I'm thinking, Mary, but I totally agree. And it's, I'm never one for what I call ad, adding a letter to the acronym, right? You know that we used to, for a long time, we worked on PEST, the political, economic, social, and technological trends that are driving a market. And we say, think of those. And then it became pestle or steeple and it kept expanding probably with good reason as new letters were added to the acronym. And I've always thought that's a little bit, um, uh, a, a bit of vanity to keep making your own acronym by adding a, a letter. So generally I don't like it, but I think in this case, it yeah. makes perfect sense for us to start thinking in a world that's more standards driven, more technology uh, more opportunities created with technology. And we haven't even talked about platforms yet, but that whole platform thing, people um, are demanding some similarities or at least single point access. Maybe when you do those pest, pestle, steeple trend analysis, we should specifically call out. Um, I guess they've already, we've already got an E for ecosystem, but we should say, look, what, ha what is the future for the compatibility and the standardization of your market is it a relevant factor yeah and ask people to do it so maybe we'll we'll put a, a pestily we'll call it pestily yeah. or something i'm not sure well, i we'll think that's in it for sean the sean factor <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, I like think, that i think if people um truly dig into um technological trends and um i don't know maybe legal uh, trends, which are already part of the pestle, you know, with the proper guidance, I think they would get, I think they would get to, to these issues, but I'm glad you're bringing it up, Sean, because I think as we kind of get to the latter stages of this podcast, it's really important to not just define these things and throw, throw out to people how difficult the decisions are, but start to give them some, some ways to think about it. And I think you both have kind of outlined a nice, progression. I think it all begins, first of all, with customers, right? And understanding customers and their, you know, and again, some really forward thinking customers, because that's what's driving this whole ecosystem trend, right? Is customers want to buy total solutions. You know, they don't want to piece together that ecosystem on their own. They want a bundle of goods that solve a problem and trying to, to, to begin to, to understand, you know, what that might look like going into the future then begins to allow you to use something like our own prioritizer to decide, or at least the ability to win, to start this analysis, to start to say, all right, if I, if I can articulate several different competing ecosystems that I might wanna be a part of, 
I'm going to start to use this prioritization tool to evaluate which of these ecosystems are most likely to match with what I want, attractiveness, which of these are attractive to me, and which do I think have the most potential to fulfill the vision of, of the future that I'm hearing customers are perceiving to have the most value. And so you begin to get an opportunity to, to as a company, rack and stack the different ecosystem um, competitors, if you will, and start to make some choices about which ones you think you might want to approach or manufacture to the particular standards of. And that's a difficult ball to start rolling as well, isn't it? If you think to yourself, you're in a market and you're thinking this is going to converge at some point around a technology or a, a compatibility or a, a regulation or something. Um, it's difficult to have those conversations with competitors because that's ultimately where, where you end up having some dialogue, right? And not necessarily directly, but, but if convergence is to happen, competing suppliers have to be part of that convergence and and discussions around how that happens which is a whole different minefield and it's another strategic challenge do you just passively sit and wait to be told what the standards would be do you actively lobby for them and does that mean there's an element of and by the way you know don't try this at home speak to your lawyers we are not advocating that you speak to any competitors but it is an issue that you'll face how, how do you align those when especially when it's it's not done for nefarious purposes. It's done for the greater good. As I said before, it's done to make things better for customers. But anyway, this is just another thought of oh, when we talk Sean, about I, you know, Yeah, just to add to that, um, what's interesting is, is as you're asking that question about yourself, you have to be asking that question about the customers too. As you watch your customers, you know, there are segments. There are segments of customers that are going to adopt ecosystems faster than others. So you know, when you when you started describing those different characteristics, um, it's, you know, that segmentation and that's happening at your customer and your customer's customer's level. So, you know, if you really want to think about it, you got to think about it further down the chain as well. I've seen how that's shaping things. I think we have to wrap this up for now, but um, we hope that we've given you a nugget or two to start to think about with your own business. And um, we're always open to your ideas. So if you have any comments, we'd love to hear them. And you can get all of our podcasts um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. But we're on theaccidentalmarketer.com and on YouTube. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks.